what is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bidabo. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Pastor Mike Jr. is our guest. He's here to talk about his new album, the Stellar Awards, and tell us the truth about the singles ministry. I hear he's got a confession to make. This is Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, along with Lonnie Love. Did you get Beyonce tickets or or were you more on the Taylor Swift side? You got Taylor Swift tickets? I ain't got... I ain't, look. Look. What? Look. Hollywood is shut down right now, y'all. So I, I can't be uh, affording no tickets. But what I heard, though, Angelique, is what you got to do is if you want tickets... Go at the last minute mm-hmm. and you can get you a ticket. That's what I'm going to do. When what, show up here. at the arena or? Uh-huh. Just... I'm going to go. She's going to be at the SoFi in, in September. I'm going to just go like at eight o'clock at night and I'm going to get me a last minute ticket. I'll probably be on the floor. I'll let you know. Okay. Because I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm on a budget. <laughs> I, I heard that. $4,000. Y'all, it's Beyonce. And it's her her Renaissance tour, and then you got Taylor Swift and her the Eras tour, and both of them are making buku bank. They're making history. I am so happy to see these women, you know, doing what they're doing. As as a matter of fact, they said Taylor Swift. I, she was in San Francisco at an arena and said that at one point they were playing a uh, Shake It Off, I believe. And it was so loud that the 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 vibrations were so much that they that it went on the Richter scale and it was like a two point six earthquake. Like <laughs> 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 hey, the Taylor Swifts, the Swifties versus you know. And the thing that I, I got to remind people is that they're two very different types of shows. They're two very different types of artists. Um, Beyonce, I was in Chicago and I saw everybody getting ready to go to the Beyonce uh, show there. And when I say I ain't seen, I've never seen so many more cowboy hats and and fringe shorts and everybody squoze up in them shorts. I was like, "Woo, we going to the concert. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Swifties on their side. Uh, just recently she did, uh, she did three nights in LA and there was one moment where she gave a hug to, uh, uh, Kobe Bryant and Vanessa's Bryant's, mm-hmm. uh, little girl, yeah. um, Bianca. And, um, you can see that if you follow me on IG, but it was a very special moment for her. And, um, I thought that that was great. Uh, the thing about the Beyonce concert is that we're getting to see Blue Ivy dance at times and she's getting better and better. She is just <laughs> growing into a lovely young lady. And what I love seeing is all the support both of the ladies are getting. I mean, Madonna was there at at her concert, um, Miss Tina and Oprah and Gail was at Beyonce's concert. Um, and Taylor has all her fans that's, that's there. And it's just a great moment for women in, in history. As a matter of fact, the Video Music Awards made their announcements for Entertainer of the Year. They were all female 
except for the non-binary uh, Sam Smith, because he goes as non-binary. Okay. So, but all the rest were um, were all female, and so that tells you the power and what's happening with females. You know, we, even when you look at females in the rap game, I mean, you have yeah, like, a lot of strong ruling. sisters that's ruling. It's and- taken a long time though for that to happen for for uh, female MCs to move up, but now it seems like every time you turn on the radio. It's hit after hit after hit by well, female MCs. Well, there's a demographic for it. You know, women have always been, you know, they their their voices have always been stifled in hip hop. But now, you know, there's this new awakening. Um, um, and there's this power that they have, this beauty and power, and that's that's what you're seeing. And that's what you're seeing with the Beyonce and the Taylor Swift um movement for the summer. So it's been a great um, it's been a hot girl summer for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about the concert when I go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the last minute. Okay. That's what you do. I'll let you know. <laughs> it's Take Cafe Mocha. On the way, we got Pastor Mike. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. The Espresso is brought to you by Olay. Another racially motivated shooting last weekend in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis, who's against teaching black history, showed up at the vigil and it didn't go well. Thank you for doing this. I want to just say to the councilwoman, councilwoman. Another presidential wannabe, the young Indian guy Vivek Ramaswamy, dissed black congresswoman Ayanna Presley. Ayanna Presley clearly says, these are her words, not mine. We don't want any more black faces that don't want to be a black voice. Points in our history, we have had people who have talked about black faces and brown faces to shut up, sit down, and do as they're told. You know who did that? Yes, the Grand Wizard of the KKK. And Denzel is back in Equalizer 3. There are some movies that are sit-at-home movies. There are some movies sit-at-home, go to the bathroom, doing the commercial movies. Then there's butt-in-seats movies, don't move, don't get popcorn, stay in your seat, don't go to the bathroom movies, of which this is one. That's the espresso brought to you by Olay. Cafe Mocha, Angelique, along with Alani Love. He had a very dope opening performance for this year's Stellar <laughs> Awards with Kiara Sheard. And uh, he's here with us right now. Pastor Mike Jr., welcome back to Cafe Mocha. I'm so excited to be here, man. I love talking to y'all, man. I pray y'all having a good year, too. I Absolutely. pray you are having a good year, Pastor Mike Jr. Your single Impossible <laughs> made it to number one on Billboard's gospel chart. Now, what why do you think is resonating with people? I think it's testimonial, man. I tell everybody, man, I have the precious privilege of growing up as a preacher's kid. So I sat in church as a member, but I went home with the pastor. So with that, it gives me the perspective of both sides. You know, I'm in gospel music, but I'm still a fan, you know. So when I write music and I feel God gives it to me, I try to write things that I feel is prophetic. And I believe all of us coming off a pandemic, coming off mm. difficult things in life, we all believe in God for the impossible. Who don't want to see God do the things that everyone said would not happen? You know, do you think that I I personally, Pastor Mike Jr., feel like that is one of the reasons why Black people have stayed blessed, even through what we've gone through. Yeah our faith and our belief has, has, has guided us through. I mean, how do you feel about that? 
I absolutely agree, man. I think one thing about black people, man, our faith has always pulled us through difficult times. Optimistic, there's a difference between being faithful and optimistic. Being optimistic says it will work out. Being faithful says God will work it out. And what I've discovered is in our lives throughout the history of time, we've always leaned on the God of to bring us through certain things, man. And I think what better time now when we look around the world with political landscape, with uh, all the stuff happening right here in my own state and Mobile, and it seems like the world's getting crazier God is just continually being God and bringing us through some difficult times. Definitely. Now, Pastor Mike Jr., how is it that, you know, you stay humble? And because you have the success, I'm sure there's temptations. How do you stay humble? Well, the first thing is I know I done lost everything and had to get it back. So I quickly realized and I remember where I come from. I lived in an extended state, uh, rolling quarters every Friday to try to stay another week. You know, so for me, man, always never forget what God did for me. Number two, I think it's just having balance. You know, I I stayed at the Stellars this year, maybe an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes after the Stellars hugging people to the point to where the the security guards are like, we're going to have to put you out. Because, again, (laughs) when you realize, you know this, Lonnie, you can't take stuff for granted, man. You know, Mm -hmm. the we we shout on foolishness and sit on sustenance. So we shout when they tell prophet, tell us a house coming, but the Bible clearly says the Lord giveth. But before you shout, the Lord also taketh away. So I just try to stay humble and realize, look, I'm not the best singer, not the cutest, not the best, whatever. But if God just keeps putting his hand on my life, I'm going to always try my best to win with humility. Uh, so no, nah, you're not going to catch me. I don't gain eight pounds. I can't be arrogant and have all these roles. I tighten up. <laughs> You know, you still cute. I like you with that beard, okay? <laughs> I like that beard. All right, Pastor. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's Cafe Mocha on the line, Pastor Mike Jr. The album is called Impossible. The single Impossible is the number one Billboard gospel uh, record. Um, and he's also pastor of the Rock City Church in Birmingham. Let's talk about this album, Pastor. Um, it's a lot of wonderful songs. Which one really is your like your go-to from this album? Ooh, that's that's hard, man. When you just got bangers and it's no skips, it's just hard to pick. Look at me being arrogant. How I just said I was humble, then come turn right back around and say, oh, you got no skips, man. You selling you know, the album think, faster. I'm gonna I'm pick one that most people, because of course we got the one with Tamala, we got Kiara, James. The one that's my go-to, I'm going to pick a sleeper one. It's a song called Done, and it's an R&B feel, uh, but it kind of summarizes where I was at that time in my life with a lot of different relationships. I had a lot of people expecting a lot from me but not giving anything in return. Uh, I was making a lot of people look like they were geniuses who had no part to play in all that God was doing, but I was a team player. And I quickly had to realize, like, look, I'm done people pleasing i had to stop giving priority time to problem people and i think that's something we really got to talk about now so a lot of us right now could be a whole lot greater angelique if we just stop putting the the priority of our energy in people who are always problematic so Mm. for me that song is done wow how do you do that though i mean because especially when some of those problematic people are in your house or in your family and you got to deal with them. 
Yeah, it's 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 a very difficult thing, and and if I can be honest, man, that's something that a lot of us still haven't mastered. You know, I be saying all this stuff like, look, man, you got to let go of certain people and do X, Y, Z. And it's certain folk that if they call me right now, I stop what I'm doing because you want to think the best of them. But here's a good quote for you: We are not called to we're called to serve people, not please people. And what I've discovered is a people pleaser is a person who consistently strives to please others, often sacrificing their own wants and needs. So you got to get to a point now to where you got to make up in your mind, I can't keep sacrificing my moments for people who don't even appreciate theirs. Mm. So that's kind of what I'm right now. And and it's difficult and it requires some long nights. It's a required, uh, the, the celebration party ain't as big as it used to be because you got to lock certain people out, but you got way more peace and way more joy. Definitely. Now, would you consider doing a duet with someone outside of gospel music? And if so, who would you want to collaborate with? Oh, yeah, man, I would love to do that, man. I would love if I had to do a ballad, I would love to do a ballad with her. She's one of my favorites. She's oh. uh, absolutely gifted. If I had to do um, a trap track, um, I would probably say I would love to do one with maybe like Cardi Alotti, Alotto. I would lo- or, or Glorilla. She got to save Grandmama. That would be real good. <laughs> that would be real, real good. So no, I would love to do something because again, I just view this season that God has us in. And remember, I said this, and when you hear it in eight to ten months, you're gonna start laughing. What's happening with this generation of creators and entrepreneurs and entertainers? You have all these people who are succeeding in life who actually have strong Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. Only problem is because of what they do, we tend to think they're not saved. When mm-hmm. in actuality, some of the unsaved people sit in church on Sunday. Mm. So I think right now, uh, combining us, collaboration wins. So we just got to look out for those moments to collab and reach a greater audience. I love it. It's Cafe Mocha. We're talking to Pastor Mike Jr. The album is called Impossible. Last time we had you on, should I You were single. Yeah. You were talking about the single life. And ho- <laughs> offering hope. Uh, uh, so we go get nosy. P- P- is it a first lady? Uh, Pastor, first lady, Julia? Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me, so let me, so let me tell you why I got in trouble with y'all. Let me tell you why I got in trouble. <laughs> so the record was the record was called Singles Ministry, but I'm actually married. So, so what happened was the album took off so strong. Everybody's like, oh, he's single, baby. And so I was sitting there like, look, I did not tell these people I was single. The song says single and I love it. So, no, I got, I've married the girl I took to the prom um, oh. in 2000. We got uh, five kids. So, no, nah, man, it's, <laughs> it's a first leg. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a first leg. It's a first lady. You've been a first lady for a long time. Yeah, but we sorry, first lady. We sorry. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, she, I look. I looked at her one day. I, I said, "Let me, let me, let me get these album sales. Just be alright." She's like, right. "You and your record's gonna be outside, sleeping on a couch okay. out front in the house." <laughs> but you know what? You find a way to still uplift single people. Are you trying to do that? Absolutely, man. Again, because I always had a heart heart for those that I felt people left out. And if you look at the church, especially the African-American church, all the energy is on married couples. It's almost like they treat single life like it's a disease. Like, as soon as you get in church, well, we got to find your husband. We got to find your wife. Well, you don't like yours. So let me move at the pace I'm moving so I can be happy at the time God want me. 
Um, so that's what we did. Singles ministry. It took off like crazy. Uh, it literally just went viral again yesterday. It's like people keep discovering. So we got some things in the work to work on a volume two. Nice. Nice. I love it. Why do you think it's so much shame though being, you know, being connected if you're single? I, I just think that's how we were raised. You know, we were raised. You got to think about it. It's certain stuff. I just told my daughter this this morning. Um, my daughter, she's going to the third grade. And I told her, I was like, um, her, her her granddaddy said, that's my little princess. I said, don't call her that. And he said, why? I said, it's mindset to me. She's a little queen. I said, if I raise her thinking she's a princess, she's going to always feel like she needs somebody to meet, to complete, to complete her. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, I think what we got to do in this dispensation and this season, we got to really start just make it, making it normal or it's okay. Look, I'm happy. Jesus wasn't married. Paul wasn't married. If the truth be honest, I wonder how much I could actually get done if I wasn't married. I said that once in a sermon. I said, do you imagine? I said, I'm pastoring one of the fastest growing churches in the Southeast. We're killing it in gospel music. I don't want to ask you a question. If I didn't have to run home and take kids to football, how much more could I accomplish? So you got to look at your single season as a blessing, not a burden. Mm-hmm. I always say that, you know, on your Instagram page, you posted some relationship tips. You said, don't love too soon. Don't trust too fast. Don't quit too early. Don't talk too much. Can you break down yeah. those, those tips? Yeah, man. I think a lot of times we give too much too soon to people who haven't paid the right price. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what I'm discovering right now is here's a good quote for you. Mindsets control assets mindsets control assets. What does that mean, Pastor Mike? Your mindset concerning your relationships, your friendships, how you share information. I learned a very valuable lesson. I had a deal I was getting ready to close and I got excited about it because we had came into agreement and I just went into this little dinner meeting. I said, hey, I'm excited, man. Next week I'm closing so-and-so, so-and-so. But not even knowing somebody at that table wanted the same thing I wanted. They left that night, made a call, came in under me, and I lost everything I said I wanted to do. You know, that's because I was speaking too soon. And so you see the same thing biblically when God gives Joseph a dream, God never tells Joseph to tell his brothers the dream. He tells his family to dream. And what do they do? They throw him in a pit because sometimes you talk too fast while God's still orchestrating the plan for you. So I'm just in a season where I'm moving patiently and moving wiser and and learning to shut up and let God do what he's doing before I open my mouth. Ooh, mm. you, you said more than ocean on that one. You know, <laughs> you know how they do. They definitely, you know. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Pastor Mike Jr., the album is called Impossible. He's the pastor of the Rock City Church in Birmingham. Um, How are things going at Rock City Church? It's incredible, man. God has us in a very, very blessed place. Um, in February, we just bought a, we bought a college. Uh, it used to be Southeastern Bible College. Wow. Uh, we bought opposite side of town. So I've been renovating that for the last four months. So the blessing is, I stood before my church in March. I said, hey, guys, I want to save money and renovate. We're going to go back virtual. I've been virtual since March, and everything has still been incredible. Um, the soul count, I think, I'm at my office now, right there in the lobby. We keep the count. Right now, 2,874 people have given their life to Jesus this year at our church. Mm. So that's a blessing. And so things are going great. I'm excited about it. And I think we're about a month away from opening a new campus. Congratulations. You have to come back when you open the school so we can talk about what you're doing there. Yeah, that'd be great. 
how does your celebrity affect your church? Do you think it helps or it could be somewhat of uh, an issue? Uh, I think for me, it helps. And I think there are some who may have an issue. So when I say it helps more than it hurts, you got to keep in mind, I started the church when I was 25 in 2009, you know, 2010. So what happens is the first year is 10 of us. The second year is 13, 1400 of us by the third year. It's seven, 8,000 people in an arena, you know, and for the last 10 years, since 2009, all the way up to 2018, I've done nothing but Rock City Church. You know, I dedicated 10 years of my life to that, you know, so I cultivated a culture to where we all, we enjoy seeing each other win, you know, so like yesterday, we just donated $20,000. So every first year teacher in the entire city of Birmingham would get school supplies. You know, so we did that with the mayor and the whole board of education. That was good. So that's the things that we do. And so the reason I say it helps as well, because the more people hear about the music, the more people find the church. I had one lady, I like, I got hood members. I love it. One, one lady said, boy, I thought you was like Pastor Troy, you know, just like a fake name because you was a pastor. You were real pastor, pastor. And I thought, <laughs> baby. So now we we literally went, Lonnie, we went from maybe 6,000 people watching our online service a week to now close to 50,000, 60,000 people. You wow. know, so God's doing great things. And I think, I think the caveat, though, is you got to remain humble. You know, so it's nothing for our church it ain't like it's a thousand bodyguards and I don't even know who he is. It's like, no, nah, I'll be right there up front with everybody, kicking it with the teams, having team day, laughing with members. Uh, my number's still the same, oddly. So I think, I think it's just, it's the culture in which you create that helps uh, facilitate what it is you're doing right now. All right. Pastor Mike Jr. The album is called Impossible. He's pastor of the Rock City Church in Birmingham. Thanks for joining us. Come back anytime. Okay. I thank you guys so much for having me and just thank you uh, for rocking with me before it was popular to rock with me. So many people always jump on trains, but I just always want to honor and celebrate uh, those who kind of rocked with me before the whole world knew my name. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank you, Pastor. And say a prayer for us, especially Angelique. She needed. Yeah, I do. She need one. <laughs> <laughs> need a couple I prayers. Double Take prayers. Care, I Pastor. <laughs> thank you. If you want to hear the full conversation with Pastor Mike Jr., all you have to do is check out the podcast. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts, type in Cafe Mocha Radio and click subscribe. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, 
marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Kirk and Tammy Franklin from the TV One show, The One. Welcome to Cafe Mocha, guys. Together for the first time yeah. on this show. How y'all doing? Yeah, we're doing good. Thank you so much for having us. Um, Kirk, um, when you're not busy on, on social media dancing, uh, you did... <laughs> You guys have this great dating show called The One. So, uh, Tammy, can you tell us about it? I just want you to know that that wasn't me dancing. That was my cousin, Ray Earl. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Ray, Ray Earl had just got out of jail, and there was a little bit of an excitement about being released. Uh, he had several traffic tickets in different states, and so he was just very happy to be dancing. It was a happy dance. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. The <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> The shenanigans, but um, the the one um, is a a dating reality show uh, where Kirk and I come alongside um, the bachelor. His name is Brent and Bachelorette Ashley, and we come alongside and and coach them. Uh, one of the things that uh, really um, made Kirk and I intrigued us is that you have a bachelor and a bachelorette, which is quite different. Um, from dating shows and then um, they are a little more seasoned in age and have lived some life and so um, we felt that was a different dynamic as well for viewers. Now Kurt what made you want to uh, host a dating show because we're used to you with the gospel shows you're great at that but a dating show what that's something totally different that's a different muscle for you. Are you trying to say that I suck at it? Answer the question, boy. <laughs> no, man, you know, um, uh, me and my creative partner, um, it, it was an idea that he had that really, um, as a matter of fact, when he was a little boy, Tammy used to babysit him. And, uh, <laughs> and, so, uh, and so he just really thought, you know, that it would be something really good for TV One's platform, and more than anything, I was really willing to to uh, do it and was excited about doing it, just because I also just wanted, you know, Tammy for for the culture to get a chance to really see Tammy's uh, skill sets and how good she is in front of the camera, and you know, maybe hopefully, you know, kind of really open up other opportunities for her. You know, she's empty nesting now, and you know, she she's got the freedom to, you know, kind of see what she likes and what she doesn't like, and and. And 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 I know that my platform a lot of times can be a catalyst mm-hmm. to be able to uh, you know kind of help launch her. And so um, you know, and I think she's done a wonderful job too. Now, so Tammy, Tammy, yeah, Tammy, how are you feeling we, about yeah, it? Yeah, we want to know, girl. 
You know, I think the the, the major thing that I discovered was, um, and it, it, it actually it was the producer that was assigned to me uh, that really pointed it out to me. And, uh, you know, she began with giving me notes um, in the beginning, maybe the first couple episodes. And then, you know, a few episodes in, she came to me um, and said, I want you to know that you have great instincts. And she said mm-hmm. to the point where I'm not giving you any more notes, you're, you're just, you're just doing it. And so for me, it was so reflective of, you know, um, following my instincts and knowing that they're, that they're, that they're good. And, but, um, having that, having that, uh, note and that, um, encouragement, I think, especially coming from a woman, Mm-hmm. Um, just really, really meant a lot to me. And Kurt, what do you want people to get out of this dating show? Well, more than anything, I, it's, it's, I think that it's just really important to also show the other side of uh, just our culture, just our race that's not always lost in the context of sensationalism, where, you know, mm-hmm. we're throwing tables and chairs and, you know, mm-hmm. that we, we are highlighting sometimes the areas of us that are not always elevated. And, and I think that this is a fun show that gives you an opportunity to, yeah, you know, there's, there's some challenges, there's a little tension, there's a little drama, but we still keep it classy, we still keep it sexy, but, you know, we, we still keep it grownish. And I think that that's something that you don't find in other shows, but at the same time, it can still be very engaging. And I think that that's what people can be able to feel excited about, just to be reminded that, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're still royal people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you dig, you, you know, and 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 because we are royal people, people of color, with this beautiful melanin that we have, you know, that there's always a level of classiness that I get excited about when we can curate something that really showcases the best of who we are. It's Cafe Mocha on the line, Kurt and Tammy Franklin from TV's One's their new dating show, The One. Um, what's the top advice? Uh, Tammy, you would give singles looking for marriage because you know, sisters, we always looking, <laughs> <laughs> always looking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, the biggest thing, of course, when I I talk to, to so many ladies, um, is that um, th- making sure that you have done your own personal and inner work. A lot of times, we we want. Uh, I talk to you know ladies, and and they want all these different things, but they themselves haven't done the work. So it's quite often that they're looking for the very thing that they haven't, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that that they, that they haven't um, grown in themselves. And so, and then finding, you know, making sure that you are confident in who you are, that the person will come alongside and, and compliment you, not make you. Um, you are complete by yourself. Um, and then to not putting so much emphasis on, um, the one past your own accomplishments. A lot of times we put so much emphasis on, um, marriage. I mean, you think about the different times in which you go to the holidays and, and, you know, and if you're a certain age, you're not married yet, you don't have children yet. And your accomplishments beyond that, um, it, you know, it almost falls in comparison to the fact, oh, but you're not married. Mm-hmm. And that just, that breaks my heart for, you know, especially for my, 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 my African-American queens that, you know, you all on your own, you're the one. Right. Definitely. And Kurt, what's the best advice you have for married couples who want to stay together? If at first you don't succeed, give up, try something else. No, oh my God! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Other fish in the sea. <laughs> I 
hilarious. That is so funny. You know, it's, I just think that more than anything is if you don't mind me saying this, is I think that my advice probably would initially start with uh, the advice I would give them before they get married. You know, it's, it's, a, it's I think that the reason why we're always having to do so much maintenance on marriages Mm -hmm. It's because we didn't get a chance to tune them up right in the right direction before they got married. Because, mm -hmm. you know, there are some people that needed, you know, maybe some some personal, uh, you know, uh, counseling. You know, that they, they needed some more some more personal work before they got married. I think that just because in American culture, everything is so romanticized mm -hmm. that I think that we make, you know, we make the way. And I think Tammy said it uh, strong, too. Like, like. It's almost like the energy that you put in the wedding is not the energy that you put in the marriage. Mm. And, and I just think that it is so much of a disservice for marriages because we romanticize everything about the institution except for the institution itself. And I think that that's why I would always love to try to be in people's lives before they make the decision to really do the deep work, to ask the deep questions and have the level of transparency that's needed so that when the bumps that come in the road, it's, it's because marriage is going to bring bumps. Nothing is going to make you fail proof, you know, mm -hmm. but, but at least when the bumps come, you have the shocks ready yeah. to be able to kind of absorb the hit. A lot mm -hmm. of times people are getting into stuff because again, you know, you know, like, like, like my wife came from, even though my wife had some, some, some very painful experiences in her life that I'm still learning. There are things that I'm still learning about because, you know, Tammy is such a beautiful woman internally and externally. Sometimes, you know, it's easy to judge, you know, oh, she ain't been through nothing. She got a big, beautiful family. Mom and daddy love each other. But, uh -huh. you know, she's had her own pain. And I think that, that Tammy at least had a little bit more of an understanding of what she was signing up for more than I did because I didn't have a mama nor a daddy. Even, even as a fact, at my wedding, I didn't even have one relative in my wedding, mm. you know? And so, yeah. So, you know, that's how dysfunctional I came to the table. And I would have loved for Tammy to have a, a better put together husband than she did, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's just real talk that's no cap you know well you know now that i'm 53 and i mm -hmm. got married at 25 i got married at 25 and i look back and i go how the hell did she go through that mm. you know because you know you come with all this damage because you don't really understand that this institution really should deserve at least people having an understanding of what they're signing up for and at least doing the work before they do and Tammy, yeah. what made you fall in love with Kurt? Like, can you remember? <laughs> that was a long time ago. Let's go in those archives. A long time ago. <laughs> um, you know, Kirk, um, there was just something about him that felt like home. I was in the process of, I was a single mom, and I'd come to a place in my life where I was like, ah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. I'm good with me. And if 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 marriage and and finding my my person happens good and if it doesn't I'm I'm okay. Uh I just I think I gotten sick of just, you know, dating. It was like, mm. but it was something about Kirk that just felt like immediate home to me. Um I was definitely because I was at that place, <laughs> I was, you know, my I remember my baby sister saying, "Please, please give him a chance cuz I was at a place where I was like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with no foolishness, no, you know, and it wasn't just me. I had a, I had a daughter 
And so, um, and then he, he, he had a, a, the, the ability, as y'all can see on this phone, to make me laugh mm-hmm. and smile. And having a person that I can do life with that was my friend was very, very important to me. And someone that I felt that was going to come alongside and accent my daughter's life and not add, you know, chaos and trauma to it was yeah. really, really important to me. And, yeah. you know, he, he fell in love with her. I, I, we laugh and say probably more so than he did me. Wow. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Kurt and Tammy Franklin talking about their new dating show, The One on TV One. And also, Kurt, you have a, a new single out called All Things. Tell me about it. Girl, I got new music out, girl. Girl, I got new music out. It's called All Things. Yeah, man, it's some new music. I haven't released new music in four years. Uh, and, you know, I'm very grateful. And, you know, people seem to be enjoying it. You know, because you never know. I, I, I mean, you never know if people are going to, you know, still rock with you. But I'm very humbled that they still rock with me after 74 years, you know. And <laughs> very, very thankful. Just very thankful for it, man. It feels good, too. Is what an album you? coming? Yeah, I, I'm in the studio right now. The album is coming, yes. and we're going to make enough, and we're going to make a special announcement for something else coming. So, oh my goodness, Kurt! What makes you stay so relevant? Is it that you stay hip? Is it that you're true to yourself? If you're true to God, you know you're true to Tammy. What What, in your opinion, makes you because you you stay relevant? Well, that's humbling. What I can tell you more than anything is that. And I'm going to be very vulnerable. What I'm about to say is not something I would encourage anyone else to do, mm-hmm. uh, but, it, but it is my truth, is my, my traumatic childhood experiences lead the narrative in my life, meaning that I, I am extremely ambitious. I am extremely hungry. I stay hungry because I don't want to be forgotten mm. because I was adopted. I was uh, and 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 I was abandoned by my parents, and so I didn't grow up being being accepted. Even at a certain point, the, the lady that adopted me even kind of turned and kind of went another way, and 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 I didn't feel accepted by her too. So I can't afford for you to not like me anymore. So it makes me work harder to make sure you like me, and so that's 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 what drives me. Is I'm driven. I'm driven by the things that are not always the healthiest for me, but I always get the, I always seem to get the healthiest results. And Tammy, how does that affect you and your marriage and supporting him? Great question. Um, that is a very good question. Um, I think that the way I, I try to support is to, um, as best I can, and especially when our children were at home, to bring about some sort of normalcy um into our lives um it's important to me and not that it wasn't important to Kurt but I think as you know the wife of of all of this um I saw the importance of making sure that um that our kids me as well as Kurt um were able to create um real life you know life beyond stage life beyond uh especially with social media right now perfection um, it's just, you know, and it's not that I'm like the taskmaster of, you know, we got to come back to reality. It's just that, you know, making sure that, you know, just making sure that I, 
What what's she say? Let me, let me tell you what she calls me. When I start when I when I start drifting, mm-hmm. she calls me AD. She calls me ADD boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and keep it focused. Like okay, ADD boy. Um, but you know, just making sure that um, because life life is hard. I remember one time we did an interview and um, Kirk gave me one of the best compliments, and that I give him a, a safe place. Um, and a safe place, place to fall. And um, in fact, when we, you know, did that interview, I started having, I mean, these big old burly men coming up to me to my man, that was really dope, you know, for you to say, you know, that, that, that it's important to you that you give your husband, you know, a safe place mm-hmm. to fall. I think as um, especially African-American men, and as Kirk mentioned, you know, the trauma that he has experienced in his own life, you know, it gets so beat up in the world. And so, and not that I'm, I'm perfect and that I've always done it right. But, you know, as I began to look at the atmosphere of our lives, I saw the importance of me setting um, just a, a, you know, a foundation in which Kirk could feel safe. Our kids could feel safe. Mm, That's beautiful. It's Cafe Mocha. Kirk and Tammy Franklin, the show is called The One. It's on TV One. Um, Guys, I'm sure people are already beating down the door trying to figure out what's up with next season. So do you know anything about the next round of Bachelor and Bachelorette and anything about next season if people want to be down with either being the datey or the dater? You know, me, me and Tammy are working on a, another dating show for vertically challenged people. Oh, <laughs> my word. And, and, uh, and it, it, we, we got a working title on us called You Don't Have to Wait Long for Love. So, you know, um, uh. we, we're just kind of working on it, you know. And uh, it's going to be a very short show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Y'all, I'm sorry. I love it. Oh, Kurt and Tammy Franklin, their new show on TV One called The One. Also, Kurt's new single is out, uh, All Things. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and thank we look you forward all. to that album. And thank you so much for your transparency, Tammy. We love you. Make sure to check back in with us on Cafe Mocha. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Take care, Kurt. Crazy. (laughs) Bye-bye. If you miss any part of the show, all you have to do is subscribe to the podcast. Listen to the whole thing uninterrupted. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts. Type in Cafe Mocha Radio. Click subscribe. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. 
to syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.